And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the Lifestyles Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. We're going to dip into an email from one of our listeners today. I try to do this every few weeks, but if you've got a question and if there's an opportunity to hit it on the air, I'll do it. But my email address is askmike at luinc.com, askmike at lu. Inc. Lifestyles Unlimited Inc. essentially is what that stands for. S send it to me. Uh, if nothing else, I always respond personally to each and every email I get. So here we go. Hi, Mike. I hear you on the LU show and love your approach. I'm not a real estate investor, but looking for something different and a better way to increase returns. I think I may give this real estate investment approach a shot. If I were to come in with 150000 to start, what are my options? I look forward to your response. Okay, I'm definitely going to go through, it's going to be later in the show, what you can do with $150,000 as a real estate investor. And it's it's quite a bit. It's more than maybe you even realize that you can do with $150,000. That's a, that's a big chunk of money to come in with. It's a great chunk to get started with. And there's several options that we'll review. But all in all, that's a very open-ended question. I do have a little bit of concern and Let's go back to his words. He says, I think I may give this real estate investment approach a shot. So it sounds like he's obviously involved in the stock market. Most people are, right? Uh, quote, unquote, 70% of investors in the United States are all stock market mutual funds. And, and of course, that's what we're all taught and told and conditioned from a young age that that's how you eventually create a retirement for yourself. Obviously, I disagree. You've heard me talk about that. Uh, all the hosts talk about that on the show, that really that's more gambling. But we need to dig into some of that mindset. Now, I'll also say this, about three or four times a year as my real estate investments run full cycle, I can't say I don't have some of those thoughts similar to yours because We'll get money in, a, a, an investment may sell, and now we've got this chunk of change that we need to deploy, and the thought process always starts, right? There's Maybe there's a lead investor or two that are uh, putting some, some syndications together, and we always take a look at that. I can't say I've, I've ruled houses out, even though it's been a few years since I've purchased a house, but heck, I was mowing the lawn just last week and went ahead and, and dialed up podcast. Al Gordon did a great show uh, about some deals that are out there for home purchases. He reviews some, some of the email blasts that our realtors will go out and they'll analyze the opportunity and they send it out to our members and our members can purchase those homes if they want. And Al does a deep dive. I can't say that my mind, as I'm going into that show, I'm thinking, Heck, maybe we need to take a look at houses again. I mean, obviously, this is a, a market cycle that we haven't seen for about a decade, and it's creating some some huge opportunities uh, to invest in single-family homes. So, yeah, I have those thoughts, um, just like other folks out there, when you get that chunk of change, what are you going to do with it? How are you going to deploy it? And the important thing is it needs to be 
deployed, okay? You don't want to sit on cash, especially in this high uh, this high inflationary environment that, that we have. Now, there's some opportunity to put that in some uh, some maybe a money market account or some high-yield savings account, but those are temporary answers. If a real estate investor um, doesn't want to sit on a ton of cash unless they're putting money aside for an opportunity. I can tell you something else that came across. One of my favorite lead investors in all of Lifestyles Unlimited just had a fantastic opportunity that went by. And I passed on it purposely because I have ideas of what I want to do with my funds and how I'm going to deploy it. And that's about the third uh, great multifamily syndication opportunity that's come across here in just a a few weeks. And uh, it hurt. It hurt me to pass on them, but no, I've, I've got um, I've got an idea in mind what I'm going to do with my funds, and uh, we're putting that together now. So for your listener, uh, I want you to understand it's not just a, I think I'll give this real estate a shot. There is a, a very, very large educational piece that comes with real estate investing. It's so, so important. Your first investment's in yourself, and that's that education. Stock market investing, there's no education that's required. I can go online right now and find an online trading company. And I think you know the names of those companies are all out there. I can open an account, probably have that account open in just a few minutes and immediately begin purchasing stocks or mutual funds. And no one's going to make me get educated before I do it. No one is going to try to protect me. Uh, It's just, it's the wild west. You can go ahead and do that. But real estate investing at least through Lifestyles Unlimited, we're going to put you through an educational program. And it's so, so important that you understand what you're doing so that you can make decisions based on strategy. You can make decisions based on what your personal goals are. And they're educated. Uh, they're, they're smart decisions if you understand the entire investment. Okay. I, I would respond back, real estate is a long play. All right. There are some uh, some syndications that we invest in that take a while to come to fruition. Um, it's a long play compared to the stock market mindset. Timing is crucial to the stock market investor. We don't consider timing in real estate. We, either the deal makes sense or it doesn't, but timing is everything to a stock market investor, right? Dale Walmsley does a great analogy about stock market investing versus real estate investing. And he says, within real estate, we can adapt. We can see if we're standing on the tracks, okay, if we're standing on some train tracks and someone says, hey, that train is going to hit you uh, when it comes along. Well, we'll see that train way off in the distance and we just step off in the track and get out of the way. That's real estate investing. We can adapt, but stock market investing, well, that's like someone putting a gun to your head. Bam, you can't get out of the way of that bullet, right? If you're a stock market investor, you can wake up tomorrow morning and the market has crashed 10%, 15%, 20%. Even while it's crashing, if you're in mutual funds, you may go online and put in your sell order. But guess what? Those sell orders on mutual funds are not realized till the end of the day. So you've got to write it out for the next several hours and then your sell order is placed. So you can't get out of the way, essentially, of the downturn in stock market investing. So if you're a short-term investor, 
I'm, I'm going to advise you. I'm, I'm just going to say that you don't have your mindset right uh, for for real estate, for sure. Now, there are people out there uh, that do believe real estate is a quick hit. Now, um, these people will go buy a poor property, they'll fix it up, and they'll sell it. That's flipping. There's a gazillion TV shows all day long that show these flippers are buying bad properties. And they're, they're fun to watch. I love to see what some of these folks do. But that's not real estate investing. That's flipping. That's a job. The income from that is treated different. And you've got to buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell. You've got to keep, keep it going. Um, and people think that that's real estate investing. But I will tell you, it's not. For instance, our income as a real estate investor is rarely, if ever, taxed. We're going to talk more about that later. Um, but if you're flipping a property, that's taxed, okay? That's taxed all day long, and you've got to track that, and you've got to pay your taxes um, at the end of the year, if not quarterly, because essentially you're, you're running an investment. So if that's what you think, if you think real estate investing is uh, a short-term investment, just jump in and jump out, then it, it's really not for you. It's a long game. Three years, five years, seven years, possibly longer than that. Now, have I been associated with deals that have gone full cycle in less time? Yeah, absolutely. Just last year, uh, there was a property that we had that sold, and it sold, I want to say, 13 months after the, the original data purchase. It was a 65% return in one year. That wasn't the plan. When we went into the property, we figured it would be a two or a three year hold. However, the metrics that the the lead, the syndicator, right? We call them lead investors, but uh, their syndicators are putting together this purchase of a multifamily property. The metrics that he had pegged for year three essentially hit within one year. And we sold at the right time. So um, that was a surprise. It was a very nice surprise. Like I said, 65% return in one year. Who who wouldn't want that? Uh, but that wasn't the plan initially. Now, with those funds, we need to redeploy those. So I want you to understand, if, if you get $150,000 in real estate, as these deals go full cycle, you're going to want to redeploy those. There's a couple of reasons. Um, obviously, cash flow, right? It's all about creating cash flow for yourself. So if you have a property, let's just say it's a multifamily investment and it's paying you your quarterly dividends and that equals $5,000 a year. Okay, let's just say. Well, if that property sells, then your cash flow just decreased $5,000 per year. And I will tell you, you kind of get used to the cash flow, right? This is why we do it. So you're going to need to redeploy those funds into a new investment and bring that cash flow back up, if not more than it was before. So you keep redeploying. Now, also another reason to redeploy, and I run into this, is taxes. And I talked about that earlier, but there's a rule, there's a nice rule, and it says passive losses within real estate offset passive gains. So if I've got, for instance, that property sold, it was a capital gain of 65% in one year. So I got my initial money back plus an additional 65% on top of that, you would, you are obligated to pay capital gains on that 65% return. Okay. But 
if I have these other investments in other multifamily properties and they're depreciating those properties, we're getting a K-1 back. And when we do our taxes, it may say property A, you made five grand, but we depreciated it $30,000. Property B, you were paid $7,000 over the year uh, and we depreciated it $16,000, whatever that is. And it, it changes year to year as they offset, but that offsets, essentially I stack those up and it offsets that 65% return so that I didn't have to pay any taxes on that. What a nice feeling. My name is Mike Harrison. We'll continue talking real estate investing on the other side. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. I was at a seminar one time and a guy was sitting up there and he was saying, what you really need is you need the young, aggressive entrepreneur people to go out there and take that money and invest it with them. I walked up to the front of the stage and I said, hey, I'm that guy you're talking about that should be mentoring these people on how to do this. The guy goes, sir, we don't allow solicitation. And I said, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm here to tell you I'm exactly the guy you were telling them to look for. And I'm willing to help them for nothing. And the guy goes, if you don't stop soliciting, I'm going to have to have the security come and get you. And I said, I can see you're a scam. I'll just leave. Everything I said had gone through the intercom. So I walked out of the seminar room and 200 people followed me. And that's how Lifestyles are started. Are you ready to get up and follow Dale? Join us today at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm Mike Harrison. If you have any questions or comments, please send me an email. Mike at luinc.com. Mike at luinc.com. And I'm reviewing an email on the show today from one of our listeners. And essentially, he's thinking, considering about investing in real estate. And he has $150,000 to start with and wants to know what his options are. My first question back was essentially, what's your mindset? Are you a short-term investor or a long-term investor? And, and real estate really is the long game, although some of your investments may turn pretty quick. And I reviewed one of those investments in the previous segment that basically is about a year. We held it for a year and it returned 65%. Now, I have two other investments that I'm in, and this is this is why we call it a long play sometimes. Um, both invested in 2018, okay? So it's been uh, at least um, five years, right? Uh, 18, 19, 20, one, two, three, six years, okay? Uh, some of these are coming up on six years, and we entered into them in 2018. Um, one of them has been kind of a slow roll, just chugging along, very predictable, and the other one has been white hot. I mean, laser focused, um, just a, a fantastic investment. Now, the slow roll property, full disclosure, that lead touted that in his business plan as a 10-year hold from the beginning. Okay, it's a yield play. So he says, hey, here's this property. We're planning on holding it for 10 years. Here's my pro forma. Here's my analysis. 
here's why this would make sense for somebody if you wanted to yield play. Okay. So he told us from the beginning, we're going to hang on to this property for a long time. So I'm not surprised about anything. It's that thing pays, I mean, automatically just one quarter at a time, go, go, go. Now the one that's white hot. Now we initially planned on this as a three-year play, maybe a five-year play. Um, That's how it was sold to us. But I will tell you, this property has exceeded all expectations, okay? It has done absolutely fantastic. It's so good that none of us as investors want it to sell, okay? We don't want to sell right now. We're going to hold it. We're going to ride this horse and continue riding it. It's a fantastic opportunity. So that's an example of a property, of an investment outperforming okay here's our plan it's outperforming the other one was it's doing everything that the the lead sold to us that it would do that's that 10-year hold now the second thing i wanted to know what are you trying to accomplish or do you want cash flow or do you want wealth growth okay those are two distinct different strategies wealth growth what i mean by that is and and we'll go into houses uh, a little bit but if you were to, there are opportunities right now where you can buy a house and you can make a hundred plus percent equity capture in that purchase. And, and I'm going to explain that. And, and Al, if you find Al Gordon's show uh, from about a week or two ago, he'll talk about that quite a bit in, in all three of these properties that he reviews. But equity capture is where you go into a property and it's beat up, right? I mean, they let the animals run loose. They never did any landscaping. They deferred all the maintenance. Um, It probably needs a new roof. It probably needs a new AC, hot water heater, all that good stuff. You're buying this property at a discount, and the intention is you're going to fix everything in the property. We teach you this here at Lifestyles Unlimited. So in doing so, you may come out of pocket $30,000, let's say. But in that 30000 that you invested into that, into the purchase of that property, and if you structure your financing properly, use a hard money lender and then come out of that to a conventional lender, you'll find that the property will have some equity. So, for instance, let's say you bought a property for $120,000 in really, really bad shape, but once it was fixed up, it's worth 200000 or two twenty-five. Okay, so that's where that equity capture and you can get properties right now with over 100 percent equity capture. Okay, so that's what we talk about. Wealth growth. It may have smaller cash flow. It may only be cash flowing two or three hundred dollars a month in that particular investment that I'm describing. Okay, so if you're into wealth growth, that's a strategy you can do. If you're into cash flow, then it's a completely different. You're going to look at those investments up front and you're going to want to invest in a property that has a cash flow that matches your strategy, right? Many of the houses that I had purchased in the past, we had cash flow well in excess of $500 per property. I, at one time, I had one that had a cash flow over $600. Okay, so two completely different strategies. You need to think those through and you'll you'll put your strategy together the more you become educated and and like i said you need to get that education piece in the front so we're just going to assume that that's part of your involvement you got to get educated first and then you can develop your strategy and and deploy from there now the third thing i want to ask you um, and i mentioned this are you looking for lots of involvement you want your hands involved in everything you're doing because we have that ability for you i mean you can work as hard as you want as a real estate investor 
or you can work as little as you want. Okay. You can work as little as you want. You can be a passive investor, which I enjoy passive investing, but it's literally hands off. It's at arm's length and legally it's set up. Those are the, the rules of the road, essentially, that it is an arm's length play. You, you study the private placement memorandum. You decide if that is something that you fit your strategy and that you want to invest in, in this multifamily property. And if it agrees with your strategy, you simply wire the funds to the lead investor. And then once he closes in the deal, you're a passive investor and your percentage of that deal may be, you know, anything from 0.05% to one, two, three, 4% just depends on uh, the raise, right? How much is the uh, how much is being raised to purchase the property? So if you've got some smaller properties, that lead may only be raising one, two, three million dollars. Or if you have larger properties, that lead, we just saw one the other day, a twenty-two million dollar raise. That's a huge chunk. So you can see that your percentage of ownership uh, is different with each of those passive opportunities. But that's truly arm's length. So if you don't want any involvement, if you just want to kick back and put your money to work for you then passive in investing is the play. If you want to uh, be very involved and hands-on, essentially, uh, we've got that. So let's say you wanted to become a lead investor. And if I'm just doing a, thinking out loud here, a scale of time and involvement, depending on, depending on what kind of investor you want to be. So our lead investor that is the most that's going to be a five as far as involvement they have to be very involved um, now the advantages of being a lead investor it is the fastest way to grow wealth absolutely because you're using le leverage you're putting together essentially a syndication a purchase of a a large multi it could be a large multifamily property but if you're buying a, a five or six million dollar property and you're going to be the lead investor on that. Obviously, you're going to bring in these passive investors as a partner. You're required to put a certain amount of money into that opportunity as well. So you have ownership in it. But you're very involved. That is a five as far as your involvement. And passive, I'm going to put that, your involvement, as one. Okay? Your, your involvement factor as a passive investor is one. Um, but it's your wealth growth is slower as a passive. Now, the reward... Less time, right? So uh, that time of involvement, that one to five lead is definitely five. You're very involved. Um, you're managing, essentially, you're overseeing uh, the partnership. You're overseeing the asset itself. Uh, and you're overseeing your company that owns that asset. So um, you're dealing with uh, your passive investors on one hand. You're dealing with the financials to the bank on the other. Uh, the accounting needs to be in order. So uh, lead investor, is, it's a job. People will tell you that is a job, okay? Now, there is another one. It's an independent property owner, an IRO, independent rental owner. That could be very busy at first. It's you and you're answering to you. So that side of it, is taken away from you, right? You're not having to uh, essentially send out these monthly reports. Um, you do have the bank to take care of, right? We put leverage on everything. So I'd put an IRO. You may be in the very beginnings of that investment at a level four. Um, an IRO can easily come come down to a one. You get you get everything done that you need to do. Uh, you build in your forced appreciation. It'll always have intrinsic value in that property, um, and it's a great way to build wealth. So depending on the size of that property that you buy yourself, the timeline's going to be different. Uh, the project type's going to be different. 
right? You could buy one from another investor. That happens at Lifestyles all the time. And it may already be stabilized. You could walk in and it's a one as far as your involvement, uh, one or a two, right? Obviously, you're taking care of the books and the leases and, and, and all that. And houses, houses, you can be as busy as you want or as busy as you don't want. Um, I can tell you self-managed, if you're setting the property up, once you get it stabilized, there's not much to do there. If you've got, again, if you've got the right resident, um, so you can be as busy as you want or as as busy as you don't want. Uh, I know a member of Lifestyles Unlimited. Well, I know several that own greater than 20 houses. I know one that owns, uh, uh, Don, if you're listening to me out there in Virginia, he, he and his wife own and manage 174. I believe that number's right. But Don, uh, he's as busy as he wants to be, and they're able to do that. So houses, you can be as involved as you want uh, or as involved as you don't want. Um, so yeah, it, having more houses doesn't necessarily mean that you're that much busier. So think about that uh, on your investing side. So now, what can we do with $150,000? Let's take houses and let's say you decide to go deep value. You should be able to get four, five houses, possibly six houses. Those opportunities are out there right now. So if you were to do deep value plays, you start turning those properties every two to three years, do it again, do it again, do it again, play the long game. You can easily turn that 150000 into 500 dollars in just a few short years, okay? Now, passive investor, if you wanted to take $150,000, i would probably break that into three. I'm just telling you what I would do. I would break it into three and I'd invest 50000 into three different properties with three different lead investors in three different areas, not all in the same city, spread it out. Maybe it's all in the same state if you wanted to, but I want you to understand it's going to take you a while at $150,000. Passive investing is a little bit, it's a longer play. Okay. Just understand that going into it. So you've got a, a year and then it begins cash flowing in year two, right? And cash flows through. And then maybe in year three, there's a refinance or a sell. So it's a little bit longer play. Um, what are your risks there? Well, one, make sure you get that that right lead investor. Like I said, you've got to meet these people. You've got to network. Um, you've got to have a relationship with them. So make sure it's a lead investor that you're happy handing your money to. Um, so that that's crucial on the choice. Make sure it's a property that you understand, right? Make sure you know what the financing is. Make sure you understand the business plan. That's why there's this upper level education that we have. And then the risk, well, there's hailstorms, there's fires, there's floods. Uh, insurance is always going up. Taxes are always going up. Okay. Make sure you understand all of that. Um, if you've got 150,000, you don't want to invest all that money into three properties on the coast, right? Now you're at one hurricane can, can, push that cash flow out for some period of time. Uh, if you're in North Texas, one hailstorm can maybe cause uh, a pause on distributions. Well, we have to pay our deductible and get a new roof, okay? Keep that in mind, these things happen. They don't always happen, but they do happen. Now, as an IRO, I would tell you for $150,000, it's probably gonna be very difficult for you to find a small apartment community. Um, yes, we use leverage, but let's say the bank um, is going to bring approximately 60% to the deal. It means you can probably buy a, a property. I don't know if the right financing that's worth about 300 and 
$50,000. Maybe you can find a, a five unit, but it, it's going to be a very small property um, with if, if all you have is $100,000. And, and think about it like this. I mean, um, most multifamily properties out there, not all, most have a value that's 100000 or greater per door, okay? So if it's at uh, 150, um, there's all your money, right? So and that's just a three unit. Um, remember that an apartment community needs to be five units or more. So it'd be difficult for you to take that 150, but again, maybe you put it in a houses and you churn it and you churn it and you churn it and you churn it and, you churn it and we get uh, forward in time, you've got $500,000. Then we can start looking at uh, some small uh, apartment properties if you wanna take that independent rental owner route. Now, lead investor. This is the this is a lot of work. This is very hands-on. It's the most education, but you're going to be able to take that 150 and you need to come up with 10% of the raise. So that'll allow you to raise 1.5 million. So now you can see you might be able to purchase a 3 million or larger property. So you have that ability. Hope I helped you out. My name is Mike Harrison. I want you to remember it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. Make it a great day. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.